guys. Welcome to FAQ with Chris, where I read stories from the web and the waiting room community. These stories center around plus size bodies and their experiences. So if you have a story you would like me to share, please send an email at thewaitingroompc at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-W-E-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-R-O-O-M-P-C at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of FAQ with Chris. Today I'm going to be talking about the subreddit Entitled Parents. I find that some of the stories I talk about can be a little bit heavy sometimes, no pun intended, and I just thought maybe sidestepping to read some funny stories might be a little bit fun. So if you do have any feedback for me, let me know if you like the direction that I'm going. You can send an email to the email that we say at the beginning of every single episode. All right, so I'm going to jump into the first story here. All right, so the title of this first story is Entitled Mother Attempts to Steal My Nintendo Switch and Thousands of Dollars Worth of Games and Tries to Get Me Arrested for It. To preface this, I recently graduated from university and landed myself a pretty well-paying job working as an analyst for a major banking company. My first day is the week after next. A couple of months ago, I moved to a gated apartment complex in a wealthy suburb of D.C., and I have been making use of their gym. On days that I work my upper body, I use a game called Fitness Boxing 2 with their in-gym punching bag. Now, my community regularly does apartment tours that include their facilities, so I will see one of the employees walking around with people, and early today, it was a woman with her 8 or 9-year-old son. This kid immediately takes an interest in the game I'm playing, and I offered to let him try it out. But his mom called him back, and I was nearly done anyway, so I put my switch in its case and put it into the cubbies that people put their things in. Now, a few minutes later, I'm on one of the other pieces of equipment and I see the kid walking out with his mom carrying my switch case. I immediately knew it was mine because I have a very brightly colored one. But even then, I go and double check that my switch was gone. And sure enough, it was. Now, everyone's been an annoying kid at some point, so I'm actually not particularly mad. I catch up to them and the tour guide and speak to the mom, telling her that my son walked out with my switch. I figured she'd be embarrassed and have him give it back, treating it like a learning lesson or something. But instead, she takes it from him and says, no, that's his game. You must be mistaken. I was bewildered. My initial reaction was, this isn't funny because I could not fathom how someone could be so quick to lie about something like this. Now I look at the tour guide. I don't know her really, but we do see each other on a regular basis as I'm really trying to be consistent with going to the gym. She knows it's mine, tries to ask the woman if she's sure, and of course, this is when she gets angry and says that if I keep harassing her and her family, she'll call the police. On one hand, I'm like, good, call them, because I can readily prove it's mine, and we'll get to that. On the other hand... And I want to preface this by saying that I believe in getting rid of all identity-based assumptions, but that is a belief, not a reality. The reality is, if you're a man, especially a black man like myself, who has gotten at least semi-muscular, when you're in a public argument with a hysterical white woman, you have to pick your words very, very carefully. So, of course, she calls the cops, yelling, saying a scary African-American is harassing her and her son and trying to steal his game. And like I said, 
wealthy suburb, so a police officer is on the scene within minutes. I have to thank my lucky stars that the cop was smart enough to not immediately take sides and simply walked up to ask what was going on. So, of course, I let her go first with her once again saying that I've been following her and her son. We were literally in the apartment clubhouse lobby and trying to get his game. After the cops look at me, I put on my calmest, most docile voice to say, that's not her son's switch. It is mine. He took it from the gym cubbies. And if you have her open the case and turn it on, I will prove that it's mine instantly because my switch has a lock on it. And this is when the tour lady also says that she's pretty sure it's mine too. For those who don't know, you can jury rig a lock code on the switch using the parental controls app so that you'd have to put in a pin to play the games or reset the switch. It doesn't stop you from buying games, though, unsurprisingly. The woman, of course, doesn't want to do this, saying I've caused her enough trouble. But luckily, the cop wanted to hear me out. So this woman takes the switch out of the case and turns it on. Firstly, I point to the profile at the top, which is my me that looks exactly like me. This woman manages to turn on a dime and say that they just recently bought it from a friend that looks exactly like me. So I respond with, did that friend give you the parental control password? She says, that's mine. I'm the parent. So turn it off. I don't have to show anything to you. She immediately turns it off again and tries to put it away. But luckily, once again, this cop says that she has to show if it's really hers. She turns it on and pauses because she has absolutely no idea how it works. So I kindly say, you press the button at the top to prompt the pin. Then I get my phone out. So she tries to put in a random combination and of course it doesn't work. And the interesting thing about the switch parental controls is that if you put it in wrong, it sends a notification to the app. So within 30 seconds, I was showing the cop the your pin was entered incorrectly pop up. Finally, this woman starts apologizing, saying it was an honest mistake and hands back my switch and the case and has the audacity to ask the tour lady to continue the tour. The cop says that it would be best if she leaves and says that he's going to escort her to her car. This is when she gets mad at the complex and says that she's never giving them her business as she's getting walked out the door. That's honestly what ticks me off. There's no happy ending. I have every game I've bought in the four years I've owned the Switch in this case. So between that and the Switch, stealing is well in the grand theft range. If the cop had immediately been against me, I would have been in jail by now. I would have lost my job that I hadn't even started yet and all the work I've put in the past years to get here for something that they would have quickly found out that they can't even use in the first damn place. And all she got was a nice stroll to her vehicle. I guess that's better than potentially having her and her crotch goblin as a neighbor. These stories, I read these Reddit posts all the time and they always amaze me. How, like, once you're caught and then even told about the passcode, why would you double and triple down? It's insane. Entitled parents, oh my gosh, it's just... And also the, the ones that think that their child can do no wrong. Like, did the parent instruct the child to go and steal this? Or did the child just steal it on their own and they just went along with it because they didn't want to get embarrassed? Like, 
it's just completely ridiculous. And the OP is correct. Had the roles been reversed, it would have been a definitely a completely different outcome. It's it's ridiculous. All right, this next story is titled Smug Karen Takes My Car Keys Because I Can't Possibly Be the Owner Earns Herself a Ride in the Backseat of One of Our County's Finest, posted by Camaro Days 911. This is just a throwaway because I don't care to stick around for long, but this incident was so stupid that I can't really help but share the story since my friends keep telling me to. What I find most weird about this is that my car wasn't anything super special. It was just a yellow 09 V6 Chevy Camaro with black stripes. When I bought it, it was super cheap because the passenger side door had been smashed in somehow and there was already 130,000 miles on the odometer. But the title was still good somehow. No idea, no idea why, nor do I really care. It was sold to me via proxy. All I know was that the car looked like a good deal, so I bought it. A friend of mine who works in auto body fixed it up for me. He said that most of the damage was to the door itself, and I just needed a new door after he made a few tweaks to make sure everything was straight. Together, we managed to find a door at a salvage yard that was the same color. A little work, and the car looked almost new and it became my fun ride to commute to work or drive around when I didn't feel like using my other car. I didn't do any modifications to it. I'm not one of those guys that's into speed or crazy mods. I like the car because it looked cool and the gas mileage wasn't so bad with the V6. In fact, I wanted a V6 Camaro because I heard they're usually in better condition than the ones with the V8 because people drive the V6 more for looks than power and don't gas it as much. I drove that Camaro for a year before running into a random Karen at a supermarket last year in September. Those places tend to draw Karens in regularly, especially in the state where I live. I've seen many Karens, but was lucky to hardly ever be noticed by them. I was shopping for some stuff to make dinner and was about to head home when I found the Karen with her young son all over my car after exiting the store. I'm guessing the boy was around four years old and his mother was taking pictures of the kid sitting on my hood while the kid kept smiling and gleefully saying, Bumblebee! Yes, I understand the reference and I've heard it all before. I don't like people messing with my property and told the kid to get off. The Karen took one look at me and told me to mind my own business. Now, I'm a 29-year-old male, but I have a bit of a baby face and my casual clothing made me look like a teenager. So I guess to her, I couldn't be someone who'd have anything to do with such a nice car. That's actually a pretty common car. I told the Karen to get off my Camaro and she bluntly told me that there was no way it was my car because I'm too young. I pulled out my keys and hit the alarm button on the remote. That made the alarm start blaring for a second and her kid jumped off while screaming and crying because I'd frightened him. But rather than pay attention to her crying child, the Karen came running at me full speed and managed to shove me hard enough that I fell over. The next part is a bit hazy. I got a bump on the head and that crazy (laughs) slurred every word she was screaming at me. She stepped on my arm and pulled the keys from my hand before I really had the chance to react, though she really didn't hurt me much. She was not a big woman, only five foot two or so and a twig. While I'm six feet and over 170 pounds, 
When I got to my feet, she was comforting her crying kid and telling him that I was a mean person. I told her to return my keys, but she got hissy and said there was no way the Camaro was mine. I again stated it was and would only give her one more chance to return my keys. She didn't. Instead, she handed them to her kid, who proceeded to start playing with the buttons on the remote and unlocked the doors. I had enough and got my phone out to call the police. When the Karen saw that I was on the phone, she started screaming and charging at me again. Though this time, I easily dodged her and she nearly fell on the asphalt and screamed I assaulted her. I never even touched her and said as much out loud. The 911 operator was listening to everything that was going on and I quickly told her where we were while this insane woman was still screaming at me. Two police cars had shown up before long. At this point, Karen had locked herself in my car with her son and started the engine to run the AC. I explained everything to the police and they knocked on the window of my Camaro to get the Karen to open it and give them her side of the story. She claimed the car was hers and that I was just some stupid broke-ass teenager that tried to carjack her, then bragged that she had taken me down. The officer asked if that meant she shoved me over, to which she bluntly said yes. I told the police to look in my glove compartment. In there was my insurance card and a copy of my registration, and they could compare the name on my license. When the Karen heard that, she got out of the car and finally admitted it wasn't hers, but then said there was no way it could be mine, and that she just took my keys from me to find the real owner. That quickly earned her some shiny new bracelets, and she was put screaming into the back of a police car. The parking lot had cameras, so it was pretty easy to prove the assault, though I only really got scratches, a bruise on my arm where she had stepped on it, and a small bump on my head. That's actually quite a bit. <laughs> After the Karen was taken back to the station, they found she was high on drugs, which explains why she was so nuts. I, of course, pressed charges. Though my testimony wasn't really needed since the police had both CCTV from the parking lot and the audio from my phone call, it turned out to be Karen's third offense and she got two years in prison. Oh, and her kid was taken from her. That is probably the saddest part of this whole story. The whole incident made me rethink owning the Camaro be because it had been a magnet for people that bothered me a lot. So I sold it. Basically got back everything I had into it anyway. So I broke even. I doubt I'll ever want to own another sports car again. So there was just another additional note at the end here after the fact where it says, I know that Karen lost her son because of social media. I found out who she was and looked under her social media profile. She'd already blogged her woes, calling me a monster because CPS took her kid over a little misunderstanding. I don't know about the rest of you, but if CPS took the kid that fast, she was already on their watch list. And I know she was on drugs because it was mentioned in court. My testimony wasn't needed, but that didn't mean I wasn't there to watch. I took time off work just to go. She gave me the death glare when she was sentenced. Okay, well, I guess so much for me uh, not wanting a heavy topic, <laughs> but I don't know. I find these entitled parent stories just completely outrageous. Um, in in the end for this this story, though, I, I just really hope that the mom got the help that she needed and is on the way to getting her kid back. You know, when you when you work on yourself and you become a better version of yourself, better things can happen in your life. So, oh, I really hope that worked out.
All right, so that's the end of this episode of FAQ with me. Uh, if you did like having a little break in between and having some different stories, let me know what you think about it. Just shoot me over an email. I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, bye, guys. <laughs>